0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Madison Mortgage Podcast. First podcast. My name is Ben Lavender, also known as New York's favorite British mortgage broker. I am joined by the man, the myth, the legend himself, Shah Tarani, our president, CEO, founder. Thank you, Shah, for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Appreciate you. Good to be here. Yes. So, in the office oh. together. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 20 feet away from one another. Yes, indeed. So, Shah, of course, uh, thank you for joining us. We we know that you're a busy man, despite this being your own company's podcast. So let's jump uh, right into it, Shah. So we, sure. we have a lot of people, I'm sure, listening today from loan officers in the business other mortgage professionals across the country in the business that are going to be listening to this and and you know you're you're a person who's often behind the scenes right you're you're working on ops you're working on lead gen literal literally every single crevice of the business and i think this is going to be a real treat for a lot of people that don't know you well and Really want to get to know you and understand how and and what you do behind the scenes.
1: Great, I'm happy to be here. Thanks for thanks for doing it.
0: Fire away. All right, so let's uh, let's get started, Sean. We just want want to hear it from you. Really, is let's talk about kind of like how you got into the business and from the very beginning, just like a little tidbit of how you got to where you're at, to how Madison or how you even got into the broker channel,
1: if you would. Yeah, I mean, um, I fell into the mortgage business. I've, I've sort of covered this before, but it's always fun to talk about it. Um, I sort of fell into it. I was doing real estate development, living down in Miami, and uh, you know, one of the projects we were working on, we didn't have a lot of, we weren't getting a lot of responses. This was like '06 timeframe. We weren't getting a lot of responses from the mortgage professionals that we were trying to uh, get in touch with to close some deals. And I just started calling the clients. One of my business partners happened to be a mortgage broker down in, uh, in Miami. He was a, he was a big time one. And uh, I sort of linked up with him. And I was like, Hey, can I bring these loans over to you and help you and we can get these things closed? Cause we were trying to close out one of our projects. And that's kind of how it, how it sort of happened. And I fell into the mortgage business and then kind of Oh seven came and, and the markets changed and sort of this, world of subprime, which I wasn't even exposed to, I didn't know, I'd never wrote a subprime loan in my life, um, sort of came to be and came to pass. And I started, I started to take a real interest into the business and started to pull guideline books and start to read and understand. I think the first 30 loans I wrote were like, Fannie Mae loans and just trying to follow the guidelines and understand the business. And it was interesting because it had so many different elements of, of what I'm interested in, right? From process to systems, to sales, to financial products, to to guidelines. And that's just kind of how I got into the biz, man.
0: So that's and your crazy. primary function, to be clear, you were an originator, but you had oh, yeah. your hands kind of in everything.
1: I'd say up until about a year and a half ago, I was still originating loans, Um, You know, and sort of my the trajectory of my career took me to a couple of different companies and I spent most of that career, uh, you know, along with you, Ben, uh, in retail, right, working for retail banks just because you don't know what you don't know. Right. I didn't know better. I didn't know that the broker side was so much better. I didn't know that it was, or at least for me, a lot better, right? Just suited better for a guy that's trying to write a ton of loans and scale the business. Um, the broker platform is just better. And it, it, you know, I would say for every originator out there, and again, this is just my personal opinion, I think the broker platform is a superior platform to the retail platform.
0: So that that's actually a, a good thing that we wanted to jump into. So that, there are obviously a lot of retail LOs in the business who are thinking, about making the plunge into the broker channel. But before we kind of get deep into that, when we were in retail, right, what was it specifically for you that like made the light switch go off and say, let's make that jump from retail to broker if there was a switch or maybe you just took a chance?
1: Um, I just think I spent so many years in there and sort of dealt with the, the inefficiency of sort of the retail platform and, um, the high margins that resulted in consumers not necessarily getting the best deal and not always feeling so great about that, realizing that the, the way that the systems were built, the way that the pricings and the margins were built, uh, and this is perhaps more prevalent in New York than it is in other states, it just wasn't scalable. And I saw, I mean, first and foremost, I wanted to exit retail. I knew I was exiting retail. I was just trying to figure out how to do it um and sort of the broker world was available to me and so i made the jump and i knew, i always knew that like i wanted to steer my own ship i wanted to start my own company and get my own licensing and and bring all the folks that had sort of been with me you know in a branch capacity in retail and sort of help them and and i think we we sort of to be honest we kind of made the the decision collectively right amongst yeah. The group, you know, and you, Ben, were, of course, in that group and John and, and some of the other you know, crew that was with us at the time is like, hey, I think this is the best play and, and this is why. And I didn't really fully understand how incredible it was until I made the leap. Um, and, you know, shout out to UWM, who, full disclosure, that's my primary lending partner. I'll send every single loan to them if that if, if they'll do it. I'll send it to them. Yeah. I don't really care what the price is um, just because, you know, they're business practices and their tech stack and everything they do sort of aligns with what we're looking to do and uh, we want to give our clients tremendously good rates and incredible service and incredible speed and be able to execute loans uh, in an efficient manner so there's my long-winded answer to that yeah i mean they they deliver you know we all we love uwm for you. That's, that's they awesome. do. And, 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 you know, sometimes people are like, oh, you're drinking the Kool-Aid. And it's like, man, it's not Kool-Aid. It's champagne. <laughs> 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 they're yeah. so good. And it's so easy to love them because they're so good. But but again, that's that doesn't mean they're good for everyone. It just means yeah. they're good for us. Right. Because we're trying to do massive volume and give our clients good deals and close deals extremely fast. And so, you know, for us, that that works. That's not for everybody. They don't do non-QM. They don't do renovation loans. They don't do any of the funky exotic products. They don't do low FICO. And guess what? We don't either now. Right. Because yeah. we're just focused on good, clean deals uh, and good borrowers and just closing a ton of volume. So it works for us.
0: Yeah. it And exceptionally well, I am I may add. Yeah. So let's, shall, let's talk about a little bit you know, Madison's early days, you know, how, how long has Madison been in business for and kind of like, what's the growth been like, not just from like the amount of employees that we have, but how the mentality has switched and how, you know, we've had to, you've had to change your mindset. We've had to move locations. And there's, there's a lot to unpack here. so, So please take your time.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, we jumped into the broker world from retail, um, with a close friend of mine, shout out to Brian Lebowitz, Affordable Financial. We we jumped on with Brian and with the full sort of disclosure that hey, I'm going to file my license, uh, and and that it will take some time, and it did take some time. And so we were on with Brian, and he was kind enough to allow us to open a branch, and uh, and it was it was great for him, great for us. And so we operated under you know another broker for a while while. Um, it took me about a year to get my broker license in the state of New York, which some people told me was an incredible feat <laughs> um, because some people were predicting it would take three years. Um, the New York state banking departments really a great organization. They're just very particular about who they allow and who they give the keys to the kingdom. So we got our broker registration. Ironically, I got it when I was, when I was driving home from the hospital after the birth of my son my, wow. father, my first child <laughs> the the rep from the new york state banking department called me and she's like okay we're going to approve your license can you come to the conferral where we sort of educate you on what's involved in having a broker registration can you come on february 5th if not you could probably come in march and i was like no no, no i'll be there on february 5th and thank wow. god i did because obviously covid hit this yep. was 2020 beginning of 2020 i wouldn't have got my license probably for a lot for a lot longer than that. So, you know, we got our license. Madison officially came online in March of 2020. Amazing. Um, Which is crazy, right? Because, and you know, because you were sort of part of the mix, but um, for everyone that doesn't, it's like this was straight up COVID lockdown. We were transitioning from our old brokerage to our new one, closing the loans that we had at our old brokerage. Plus we were dealing with an office move and some of the other challenges that came along with that because our branch location, we couldn't bring our new brokerage Uh, license up, you know, in that location. So we literally had movers and moving us to the other, to another office that we sort of leased and um, all in the middle of like what was about to come, become a pandemic shutdown. So technically, technically March of 2020 was the start date for Madison. So I think that puts us at uh, roughly around 15 months we've been in operation.
0: Yeah, and most people talking to us assume that we've Madison has been in business forever. I, of course, we have. We have you know, yeah. myself. I've been rolling with you for ten years. You've been doing this fifteen plus years. Yeah. You know, so they still, despite the youth of the of the business, they still feel that experience level.
1: Yeah, and it's great. And now we have fourteen state licenses, and we're on our way to twenty five. And you know, we're focused on on growth. Um, we get, we can talk about some of the the sort of the change in perspective, right? We were always fairly small in scale and we didn't realize uh, until we sort of had a great partner in UWM how scalable this business was. And then once we sort of picked up on it, at that point, it was like, that's when I, when the light bulb went off for me and it was like, OK, I need to stop originating loans and start focusing on managing and building our business. Right. Because that's what would be best for us as a company. And that's what would be best for for everyone that's here within the company as an originator. Um, I think at the time we were like 18 people. Yep. And, uh, now, I guess, 15 months later, we're 71 plus.
0: Which is, which is insane, you know, to, to it's awesome. put it lightly, it's, that's really, really crazy. I don't know any other people that have accomplished that or something close to it.
1: Yeah. You know, what, what, what do you really attribute that to? Just a shift in focus, right? And so like our focus was like, hey, if we're going to scale and, and at the time the, the big focus is like, you know, operational capacity is the biggest challenge we face, right? And so we don't, we can bring in unlimited loans With this platform, the problem is like we need tremendous operational systems and process and people to be able to get these loans in and out efficiently and provide our clients with a really good service offering. And so we realized that we just couldn't go out there and hire those people. We'd have to build them from scratch. And so um, our focus was one, we need a corporate recruiter in house. Right. So because we need to hire a massive quantity of people uh and then two we need a training system and a training platform to be able to educate these people on mortgage and, and build sort of that foundational knowledge that's required uh you know to be able to do and help us execute mortgages and and that's what we did right and so we hired that corporate recruiter and we started hiring like crazy we, we ran out of space really fast um so we wound up leasing another office that was twenty thousand square feet and, and working on filling it. And it was just, the, the, mo- the model for us was always like, sales will follow operations. Something that we learned from, from UWM and Matt Ishbia, you know, build the operational capacity first and then you'll go get more loans. So like my mindset was like, hey, I'm doing 40 loans a month. I wanna get to, you know, 4,000, but I gotta do it in increments, right? So the target was like, how do we get to 100? right now we're doing 150 our focus is how do we get to 200 and then 500 and so um we've built the capacity to be able to do it we probably have capacity to do easily 300 loans a month now Uh, and now it's a matter of you know scaling the sales side of the business and helping you know originators like yourself and a lot of our other team members that originate at a high level you know how do you do 20 30 40 loans a month and and that's what we're doing right building out your teams and building out our lo teams to give everyone the capacity to originate that many loans a month and it's working it's and it's working well
0: yeah and i think what you mentioned before about like kind of build it and they will come yeah is is huge and i I think a lot of people are kind of scared of doing that because of quite frankly it can be seen as a very very large expense to go into the unexpected and i think well you just you just had to kind of take a leap there right
1: It was a leap. And it was like, you know, if you're going to bet on somebody, bet on yourself. Right. That was my mindset. And, you know, I was ready to make the investment to go where I needed to go. And I just knew that, like, I had enough skill from like a technical operational origination. Like I understand the mortgage business and I was confident enough that like what I didn't understand, I could learn uh, and figure out. And as we build and as we grow and there's and there's a lot of really wonderful people On the team that we've assembled that you know we know that that we can communicate and sort of effectively figure out and solve any problem right and but, but the confidence came from more like fundamentally, I know. That our lending platforms going to be really, really strong with UWM. I know that um, we can scale and that we have talented people here that understand the business and it's. You know the barriers didn't i didn't have fear right it wasn't even a cost thing i didn't think twice about the money i thought more about like how do i bring these people in and teach them the mortgage business fast right what are the tools that i need to be able to execute that um, a lot a lot of it came to like process documentation establishing a process building technology around that process right um, <laughs> and then all the components that came along with that, which maybe I didn't fully anticipate or understand, which is like all the human resources components and um, all the compliance and all the things that I knew would be sort of um, critical variables, um, but we'd have to build that infrastructure out as we scaled and so, and, and look, we're still doing it, right? We're, we're still learning every day. We're still getting better every day. We're still making process enhancements every day. I don't think that will ever stop no matter how many No, no, for sure. Cool. Okay. Fun stuff.
0: So yeah, it's 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 been a wild wild ride, and I'm excited for more. So something that that we spoke about, like when I I swung by your office a couple hours ago, and we were talking about you know like the secret source, right? Because a lot of people look at us, yeah. And I say this is kind of a little bit of a humble brag on Madison's part, but it's also true is that we in a way can look. Too perfect, right? Because we our rates destroy everyone, and that's to put it nicely and candidly, right? That our rates are so good and our service is so fast is what? What do you attribute that to? What do you attribute Madison's secret sauce to? I, I have my own thoughts, but uh, I would like to hear yours, obviously.
1: Yeah. Um, for me, the secret sauce is really you know the the best way to frame it in my mind is like it's like for an originator who's originating in our environment, it's 30% the amount of work to close a loan in our environment than it is to close it in a traditional retail environment. I don't care what bank you're at. Um, I've never seen anyone do it the way we do, um, including a lot of brokers out there. I just think we figured out how to engineer a process Uh, and, And again, you know, we have a great lending partner that's focused on speed because we have the ability to underwrite loans in hours and review conditions in hours. And we have like essentially, you know, exponential underwriting capacity. It was just a matter of like building our business around the the parameters that like we can underwrite loans in a day right we can clear loans in a day right we can close refinance transactions in 10 days and 12 days we can close purchases we do it all the time yeah we can close purchases in 15 days right and so it's just like how first how do we build that and now that we've built it how do we sort of carefully select the originators that we bring into our environment who are specifically subscribed to that methodology, right? Like, I don't want 500 loan officers. I want 50 that want to do 50 loans a month, yeah. right? And so finding those those folks and sort of showing them, like, hey, it's 30% of the amount of work to close a loan here. We give you a ridiculous level of support. So just walking in the door, you can do three times as many loans with the same amount of effort, right? And so. Now let's, ass- let's assess like, what are you actually doing? How is your business built? And how do we make your business more efficient, right? How do we give you more opportunities to, to, to get more transactions, right? And so we've, and you know this better than anybody, right? We've taken an originator that does four loans a month or five loans a month, and now they're doing 40, right? And so I attribute a lot of that to just good process engineering, um, a great lending partner that sort of helps us to be able to do that uh, and there's a reason where that we're the number one broker in 15 months we're the number one broker in the state of New York oh, right yeah. nobody does more units or volume as a broker than we do but that's that's just because we built our platform and our model around a great lending partner and now we're focused on on scaling that right and so to those folks in retail for everyone, like it's not a great conversion. You know this better than anyone, Ben, right? We've we've brought in folks and it's like some fit really well and some don't. And now we've sort of figured out, you know, what type of originator plugs into our system really well and can scale, right? And it's, it's, it's typically those folks that um, are focused on scale and want to do 30, 40, 50 loans a month. But and that number is crazy to people, right? When we were in retail, you would say that number and we'd be like, ha, 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 right? <laughs> but, like, No way. There's no chance, but we're doing it every month.
0: I, I mean, Shaw, there's one time I remember when you said to me, like, Ben, I think it was myself and John, and yeah. John and I were doing anywhere from, what, three to six deals a month at the time in that range. And Shaw, you, you come up to us like, OK, I'm, I'm going to get you guys to 10 loans a month. And like we laughed in your face. Yeah. And you now did. John I and I are every single month consistently doing 20 plus, 30 plus loans a month. You've got Gasper doing 40 plus a month, Skylar doing 40 plus a month. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's unbelievable. But when you have the operations capacity, it's, uh, it works and it's, it's working right. well for us. And something to, to touch on as well, Shaw, that we, we haven't spoken about, but you kind of alluded to when you were talking about hiring people right? Is, is culture, right? And the the type of personalities that, that we want here, the type of energy that we want here as well.
1: We want winners. We want people that want to grow their business. We want pe- people that have a growth mindset and a good attitude. And, and I'd say first and foremost, like this is a fun environment to work in. The people here are good people. Like, you know, I've been in so many mortgage environments where it's so toxic and people talk down to each other and people are disrespectful it's like everything we do here is structured around doing it as a team helping each other it's like the phrase like that's not my job doesn't exist in our environment right everyone's just here to support one another everything is very much like assembly line structured so everyone kind of knows their roles but everyone's always looking out for each other and helping each other and and that's the way to win is to operate at a team and again i you know i'll attribute to that wasn't my methodology that was magical i learned a lot of that along the way in the last couple of years working you know alongside uwm because because like look man they went from 15 employees to ninety five hundred, right and so you know to me it was like i don't need to reinvent the wheel i can model a lot of the wonderful things that they do uh, and because my background is operations and technology Um, It was easy for me to study them, um, you know, and sort of try to model the components of what they do well. And so we focus a lot on our culture and having the right people here. And frankly, like, if you're not that type of person, you're just not going to be here. Right. It's my company. And and you're going to come with a certain mindset and a certain attitude and a certain respect for one another and a certain mentality of professionalism. Um, and i think i think for the newbies ben and you could speak to this too but like the newbies that enter our environment whether they're originators um when i say newbies i mean like new originators that jump in we've got a couple recently and they're they're like shocked more by the culture of like how everyone's like pleasant and it's healthy, positive and, positive and fun and it's it's like man you, you asked me like what's my number one goal for madison mortgage and it's like it's not money it's not units it's not production it's like my goal is for every single person in this environment to wake up in the morning and be excited to come to the office and work with the people that they work with. Right. It's like is, if we have that, like there's nothing that can stop us. There's no goal that we can't achieve if that's what we're focused on. And it truly is. And we do a lot of fun stuff here. We have a, you know, we have a, we have a great time. Everyone's serious about what they do. Uh, And everyone's serious about the work that's done here. But I'd say first and foremost, uh, our focus is to create a good culture and a good environment that's fun to come and work here every day.
0: And we do. Not only do we have a great culture in the office, but out of the office as well. uh, You know, monthly poker nights for charity, Uh, Six Flags trips, uh, group dinners and hangouts. It's 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 been absolutely fantastic and it's it's cheesy to say but it's true it it really does feel like a family now
1: yeah it does and it's it's fun it's fun i have a good time every day i think most people do uh it's, it's led to our success and it's led to people wanting to be here and be excited about growing and and look there's a sense about like everyone enjoys being part of a growth culture right it's fun to be part of a company that's like constantly growing and new people are in the environment constantly right um it's fun it's a it's a lot of work it's a yeah. lot of work man it's a it's a seven days a week non-stop grind in early ams into late you know evenings but but again for me it's not work i love it you know right. i'll do it you know gladly every single day and uh you know that I'm all in. This is me. This is what I'm going to do for the next 20 years. So um, wherever that goes, as long as the people around me are enjoying and it's and fun and, and and everyone's making money and 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 doing things the right way and treating people well, then then that means I succeeded.
0: Yeah. And, and we feel that that's, you know, we're, and the whole company, I mean, I can't speak for everyone, but we definitely feel that everyone's energy is good. We're not like looking at the clock. When can we leave? It's, you know, everyone feels a sense of purpose and that their job truly matters. And quite frankly, it does. We're helping people accomplish amazing things, whether it's buying a home or refinancing and taking money out or getting a lower payment. It, it really affects people's lives. And I think that reflects in the culture as well. Yeah. And Shah, back to something that you actually mentioned a couple minutes ago, I wanted to touch on again, because we didn't touch on it in the beginning, is that you mentioned that you have a tech and an operations background. Can you yeah. dive into that a little bit
1: more? Yeah, I mean, I spent my first five years out of school working um, in an environment, a technology environment. I was working uh, at one of a, a large account. I was working for a technology services company that I was the CIO of. And our primary account was Deutsche Bank. And, uh, you know, I think we had at one time, 130 consultants up, uh, my background's tech. That's actually what I studied in college management information systems. I did a finance degree and a management information systems degree, but I was always kind of a tech nerd. Uh, and that's what I was always passionate about. And I was always about like, just the way my brain works is like process oriented. I would say that I was a, I was a above average tech and process guy and a, probably an average sales guy, right? I had to learn and develop some of those behaviors and skills, um, the selling component. So for me, it was just a natural progression. I always wanted to sort of operate as, to be honest, it's kind of like why, I, you know, in retail, I was like, w- went more towards like the branch side and managing teams and systems because just naturally appealed to me. So um, those skills are are kind of what I value the most. I mean, I my mindset is I want to be able to do everything right. Yeah. But I'm smart enough to know that I'm not the best at everything. And so I want to do the things that I'm best at and then leverage a- and bring people in and to join our team um, who are better at those things than I am.
0: And it's working. Yeah, it it's working. Good, so. really, yeah, really, really well. Yeah. All right. So let's um, kind of shift directions back to kind of what we were talking about before about retail. It doesn't have to be retail versus broker, but, but back to the retail LOs that are thinking about making a jump to the broker channel. And there are a lot, especially with inventory tightening up, you're you're feeling some of that industry wide, the beginnings of that margin um, compression, right? So what is it specifically, Shah, that you feel LOs can benefit from by switching from retail to the broker channel? And then a little bit more specifically, if you don't mind about what Madison will give them in addition to just the broker channel itself?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. I think some of it we, we sort of touched on in pieces, but to sort of summarize, it's like, I think the, I mean, you, you hit it on the head with the margin compression, like the, the retail side of the business, the rates that are offered by those retail banks, there's so much overhead, the cost to originate a loan in the retail environment is so high that naturally the margins have to be higher, right? It's like, because we're using a really strong tech stack um, and we have a very efficient and cost effective process and we do a lot of volume, our cost per funded transaction is just a fraction of what it is in retail and as a result, um, our margins are lower, frankly, and so that translates into our clients get a much better deal and, and I mean, you know, for those folks that are out there, you could do some research on like, what's the cost to originate in retail versus broker, I mean, it's just math, right? It's just facts, right? So
0: well, Sean, what do you attribute that to specifically with retail? Is it like corporate management, like layers of trickle down, whatever? It's layers of,
1: it's layers of management. It's massive, massive marketing engines. It's, uh, you know, inefficient process and tech stack, right? And so all of those things combined just sort of drive the cost to originate a lot higher. A lot of the lofty salaries of leadership and management, and uh, you know, and so like, that's why the on the broker side, we crush their interest rates, right? Like, I had an LO come in literally today who just joined us and he was like, man, your rates are like a half a point th- on government stuff, three quarters of a point lower than what I'm selling in a retail environment. He's like, this is easy. I'm going to get a ton of referrals. And I was like, that's exactly right. Yeah, right? right. That's And that's the difference, right? It's like, come to the broker side. It's 30% the amount of work to close a loan. You're going to close it three times faster in our environment yes the margin will be lower yes your comp structure will be different but you'll close so much more business you'll actually make a lot more money in this environment while you're giving your clients a way better deal right lower closing costs and it's just a better platform and right it's only a matter of time before everyone realizes it right it's just like it's it's going to happen right as soon as rates shoot up Uh, and the business gets smaller, like, let's be real, the projections for 2020, 2021, excuse me, are that the market should land somewhere around 3 trillion, right? That's not going to be the case next year, right? It'll be 1.8 or 1.7. And the year after that, maybe 1.3, 1.4. So, you know, as time goes by, and this sort of artificial rate environment goes away, um, the ability uh, to get transactions, right? Right now there's a flood of them. It's just a matter of like grabbing them and, and people will take them is you know the the importance of delivering a really good rate and a lot of speed and a good service becomes more paramount because it's harder to get transactions. And so that's already happening and a lot of the lenders that just haven't been smart about Building operational capacity and building strong technology, they're falling behind and they're losing LOs because those LOs know they need to jump into a better, stronger platform that they can grow in and they can build their their business and their teams. You know, just like you, Ben, right? It's like you know, as you started as one, then it was two, and now you have like sixteen members, right? And so. Okay. You know, LOs want that. The guys that want to scale and do a lot of business and make a lot of money know that they can't do it by themselves. They need a team and they need a great platform and a great company to plug into and having rates, having great rates and maximum speed and all the other things like having an internal marketing department that's got a full-time photographer, videographer is going to help you with your social media presence. Let's be real. It's 2021. It's 2021. Right. So you need a really strong social media presence. You need to, you know, contact your sphere of influence. You need to be out there and people need to know who you are. And so those are just like some of the the hit points. It's just a matter of time before, um, you know, a lot of a lot more LOs realize it and make the jump.
0: It's, it's true. And I honestly think it's just a matter of time. We're going to see yeah. it over the next couple of years for sure. for sure. So, you know, those loan officers definitely think, you know, the negatives of the broker channel, you know, this, we're slow. Like, what do you feel, Shah, some of like those myths about like underwriting control and transparency that, that simply are not true?
1: No, I mean, underwriting is 100 times better in the broker channel than it ever was in any retail organization I ever worked in. Um, I used to have to beg to get my loans approved in a couple days. I have to beg to get my conditions reviewed, right? Whereas like, I upload, we upload a loan and submit it, it's approved the next day, right? Worst case, and in most cases, the same day, we upload conditions, they're reviewed in hours, you know, maybe the most is you 12, 15 hours. It's like, your capacity to get things done quickly um, is incredible. Your rates are incredible. It's just, they just don't know, right? It's like you're in LO. It's like the, you know, you don't know what you don't know. If you haven't tried it, you haven't experienced it. I know because I was in that same spot, and You were too. Like we didn't know. We didn't right. think there was a better platform out there. And it's like, you could talk and you could see it, but until you actually do it yourself and feel it, you know, and then that, that's what happened to me. I saw it. And then I was like, this can't be real. And then I just kept <laughs> doing it. And then the then the ball went off. Like, wow. Yeah. I was like, the only regret I had is that I didn't move sooner. Yeah. Right. So. And, and so, Char,
0: some something that I'll add, which is I think it's kind of funny going from averaging whatever five loans a month to 20 plus loans a month is that most LOs like hear those numbers and they're like, I'm crazy, crazy stressed now. How am I going to handle 20 plus loans a month? And for those of you out there, let me tell you this. My stress level has decreased handling the volume because our operations capacity is so strong. The transparency, the communication, between just like seeing what conditions are outstanding in like in a manner that is just easy to read and easy to communicate. It's it's tremendous. You would not expect your volume to quadruple and your stress level to decrease. It's exactly. quite, quite crazy.
1: It's great. It's fun. You know, it's fun. It's like, I, you know, we love it. You know, it's like, hey, you need to close this deal really fast. OK, let's close it next week. You know, so it's I can't tell you how many ro- loans we've done that are like waivers that we. That our restriction is that like we ran against the federal mandate where you have to wait seven business days and it's like, okay, great. You know, because nothing feels better than having a loan clear to close pending the seller being ready, right? Okay, we'll take a long-term rate lock, protect our client and wait for the seller to be ready. No pressure, right? Mm -hmm. We've done our job. We did our piece, right? And so there's i mean there's so much we could just go on for hours and hours and hours and it's like you got to kind of come see it for yourself and and try it and sample it and then once you sort of get a taste you'll realize that um, there's a better way there's a better process where you can do it better faster and cheaper with less stress and less work and then you could just focus on how do i build my business right and then and the money component is exponential right it's like all, every single originator in this environment is making a multiple of what they used to make, right? Without going into like actual numbers, right? It's and when people see it and they and they feel it, they're like, wow, right? So, so hopefully, hopefully we'll catch some more folks that'll wanna wanna be wowed and they'll and they'll, you know, make the leap and and try and and come over to the to the the good side, right? Get get away from the dark side, come to the good side.
0: The light side of the mortgage. The light
1: side of the force. Anakin. <laughs> so, okay. So
0: a couple more things, Sean. I know you're busy, so we're going to try and yeah, wrap this on, up dude. and make it quick. Got go like three, four more for you. Okay. okay, man. So in terms of scaling, you know, can you talk about how we're at averaging how many loans a month right now?
1: 150 plus.
0: So the goal is to eventually get to 3 400 500 1000 2000 whatever. How, how do you plan on on taking Madison there? What's the what's the game without giving away too many of, you know, no, the secret, I'll secret. It,
1: No, no I'll, I'll tell you all the secret sauce and exactly how I'm going to try and do it. And um, it's not a secret, right? And so we'll continue to hire operational capacity to build capacity for 500 and we're out there and we're we're building LOS from scratch. Right. And they come in as LOAs and we put them through extensive training and they do their licensing and go through that exercise. And and then we're also transitioning folks over from retail. Right. We have the operational capacity. We're building the sales engine, but we also have some unique approaches to marketing. Right. And sometimes when your rates are dramatically better than everybody else in your market, um, it's easy to pick off loans. So we get a lot of activity for our website and we have some some proprietary marketing strategies and methodologies. And then we use some of the traditional methodologies like mail and internet leads and um, creating opportunities, right? It's all about opportunities. How do you dish opportunities into the hands of the originators that are your partners that are, that are part of your platform? Mm -hmm. How do you give them the capacity? So it's like one thing to come in and give you really, really fast and fast, 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 but it's like, okay, well, how do I get you 15 realtors? Right? How do I give you a hundred real, you know, hundred um, lead opportunities on the refi side a month? Right? As we we know we know you'll close approximately sixty percent if you're good. Right? So it's just like those are the metrics and the numbers, and we're always measuring, we're always tracking. Right? We're always trying new things. So. I mean, again, it's a $3 trillion mortgage market, right? And like, we only need to do like $200 million a month, $300 million a month, right? It's so a fraction of what's out there. No matter what size the mortgage market shrinks to, we just need a small slice, right? And so we know how to go get it. Um, we're focused on it. We have team members really just focused on how to drive opportunities, just like we have Team members focused on how to have the most efficient operational practices and the most efficient tech stack, um, and we're always building on it, right? So that that's our journey to 200, 300, 400, um, and I have a personal goal by this time next year to be at 500. Wow! So amazing. We'll get there in in, in some respect, and hopefully by by the middle of next year. But um, we won't stop until we do get there.
0: Would you say, kind of, Shah, to, to summarize that is basically, and again, it's an oversimplified version, but is to constantly try basically everything, but constantly refine and revisit and measure it and and check those inefficiencies and then yeah. improve on, on those as we
1: continue. Yeah, for sure. I mean, from a procedural and operational standpoint, it's always like studying your process: what's working, what's not working, being able to measure the challenges within your environment, whether it's like. You know, recently, as we scaled, as an example, like, what's our title review process? How fast are we and efficiently are we um, attacking that process? How are we making sure that all of the mortgage, when title report comes in, every mortgage identified on a refi on that on that title report is addressed, whether it's the the you know the, you need to pay off for that mortgage or you need to omit, right? How do we make sure we're communicating on things like judgments and you know how do we make that process really efficient? Where do we use technology to enhance that process, right? And then from a sales side, it's like you got to try a whole bunch of different outlets for marketing and see which channels work well. Some channels the cost per funded transaction is high. But the efficiency and quality of that and being able to scale it is is, you know, you can do it on mass scale. Some of it. I have some lead sources where the cost per funded loan is incredibly low. Right. But I just can't scale it. Yeah. Right. And so it's so it's it's trying different things. It's measuring. It's studying. It's being in the weeds. Right. Not trying to just, you know, play at a high level, but get in the weeds, study, research, measure, remeasure. Um You know, that's the the key to the real key to our success. And that's why we're not worried about any competition. I'm not worried about sharing my secret sauce or my methodology. If you're out there and you want to start a brokerage and sign up with UWM, do it. It's a great idea. Right. Um, You know, not everyone will have the capacity to scale like we will because they won't take the same approach. And I have honestly I have competing brokers. I had a dinner with them last week where they were asking me, how do you do this? How do you do that? I'm happy to share. I'm happy to share our, our concepts. It doesn't mean our concept's right. It just means that's what works for us right now. And we're always evaluating our process. We're always evaluating the way we're doing things. And so okay. I think that's the secret sauce is to never think that you have the process down, right? It's like, once you thought you, once you think you have it down is when you fail, right? It's Mm. it's always be innovating, always be trying new things, always be measuring and remeasuring and figuring out how can I do it better? How can I do it faster? How can I make this process simpler and cheaper and easier? How do I, how do I get my, how do I make tools so that my team members can do things easier, right? If it takes you 25 minutes to do something, if I can figure out how to make you do it in five minutes, it means you can do a lot more can give you different things. And that means we have more operational capacity so we can do more loans.
0: Oh, as UWM loves to say, the t-shirt, never relax.
1: Yeah. <laughs> keep it churning. Exactly. Never relax. Never. And, and the meaning behind that is like, don't think you have it, right? Yeah. Like always be innovating, always be trying to get better. And so uh, we've sort of always subscribed to that methodology. I have my whole life in everything that I approach, but um perhaps not in a business, like I never in the mortgage business to figure out, like I found a platform that I can scale. Um, yeah, that's attributable to, you know, to UWM, but there's a reason only two brokers in the state of New York do more than 100 loans a month, right? And it's just because they're not focused on those things, right? Uh, and they're not, they don't have that strategy. So it works for us, you know, it works we're, exceptionally we're, well. Trust yeah, me. we're going to go as far as we can and as hard as we can, stay humble in the process. We don't know it all. Um, you never know what. The one thing I've learned about this business is that the only certainty is uncertainty. There's yeah. going to be some angle thrown at you. The market's going to change. The Fannie or Freddie are going to change something or change a guideline, or the FHFA is going to jump in and throw a 50-bit fee in, and then, you know, fortunately they just peeled it off. Or, or they're going to change purchase guidelines, or FICO requirements, or income calculation requirements, or self-employment overlays, or It's always changing, but that's what makes it fun, right? It's like, okay. I have something to to adapt to. You have to be a chameleon. Yeah, throw something at me and let me adapt, right? Let me figure out, okay, we can't do it this way. Let's do it this way. Okay, that product doesn't exist anymore. Okay, we'll go after something else, right? Being able to shift, focus quickly, rapidly, uh, and then be able to execute.
0: So, Shah, I think that kind of summarizes or ends things very nicely. But before we officially say goodbye and, and go back to work, really, mm-hmm. is, is there anything else that you'd like to touch on, or any any message out there for anyone listening that you think they benefit from?
1: Just that it's a, it's a this is a great business. Um, <laughs> this is a great platform. Whether you jump on board with us or another company, um, leaving retail and exiting retail and going to the broker side of the business. Um, for the majority of mortgage loan originators is the right play. Uh, and you know, it's something that is a big leap. but I promise you, I promise you that it's a, a leap that's worthwhile and that you have to really take your time and investigate seriously um, and make the shift. And, and and also for those folks that are not in the mortgage business and are interested in the operational side, or the sales side of the business like we're a growing company we're teaching we're training right so if you're interested apply we have you know positions available we're still growing we want to be two three hundred team members by next year and so um, we're not going to stop and if if some of what i've said on this podcast resonates with you um you know then definitely apply because that's what we're looking for
0: all right join us
1: (laughs) if it's a good fit
0: yeah. So once again, Shah, thank you for taking uh, the time out your day. We know you're a busy guy. My I am Ben Lavender, New York's favorite British mortgage broker, or at least I like to think so. Shah Tarani, president, CEO, founder, the man, the myth, the legend. Thank you. We love you. We appreciate you. And uh, maybe we'll do another podcast. We'll touch base in a year and and see how
1: the growth. Let's the- do that. We will All right, will. Be. Thanks, man. Have, Have a good day. Work.